0: and We about to sit for our and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he didn't up. Brennan on your social media feed And buddy. buddy.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy It was my favorite thing to get drunk, do drugs, get in trouble, hang out with friends and reminisce about old stories. I'm sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out, talk shit, talk shop and reminisce. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Ian Lara.
0: Hey, what's up, man? Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: What's going on, man? So comedian. You've been all over TV. I saw your uh, Fallon set. That was awesome.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I've done a couple things. I've done a yeah. couple days am a comedian doing the rounds. Part part
1: part it. owner of a major airline. That's also right. big yeah. that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out <laughs> here, man. I'm out here trying to do it.
1: Um so yeah, you're a comedian. You're in New York. Tell everybody kind of uh before we get started. Plug everything up front. I know you and I have a show coming up next week. This is gonna to drop tomorrow. So um any other shows you got coming up, uh, this will come out New Year's Eve. So if you have any shows tomorrow night, just plug everything.
0: Yeah. Um I'm I'm on first of all, I'm on Instagram at my name is Ian I-A-N-L-A-R-A Live. I'm on Instagram. My website is IanLarrelive.com. Got all of my dates up there. Um for the next few weeks, I'm here in the city. So all like Um, i'm at the comedy cellar and at the stand jumping back and forth Uh, we got a show next week and then uh in the middle of the month next year i'm going back on the road so i'll be in like little rock i'll be in uh minnesota i'm going to houston i'm I'm, I'm doing the thing
1: doing it so i kind of like to start every episode the same way to kind of get to know the guests how you're a very hilarious comedian i've seen your set a bunch um thank you i love the uh what was it a couple of weeks ago when you got on stage and you had that nice jacket on, but it wasn't even that cold? And you're like, no, nah, I got to wear it.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's I-,
1: <laughs> I was like, did he just riff that? Because that was hilarious. But um,
0: it's funny. Yeah, I actually I don't know what day you saw that, but I actually was at the stand one day with a jacket. And yeah, that I, was, I had that conversation with one of the waitresses where she was like, new jacket. She's like, is that a new jacket? And I was like, yeah, I got to wear it. And I was like, I know it's not cold. I said, I just got to wear it. Cause yeah, it was that show. Gonna... It
1: was that Monday show for frantic. I think it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that was, it was actually on a Saturday. So that was just, I just, I did it on stage and it just, and it just worked. So I just kept going with it. So that's yeah. like, that's what I've been doing. This is about like the pandemic told me to wear your outfits as soon as you, you, got get to. <laughs> you can't save them. You don't want to be the closet full of clothes and,
1: when no we words. got when we moved to New York, I had all these winter clothes because we were supposed to move last year and then the pandemic hit. So it got postponed. Yeah. But yeah. my girlfriend, Savannah, a friend of the show, everyone loves her. She bought me all these winter jackets and all this stuff. So yeah. we moved up in July. As soon as it got a little chilly, I was wearing that. St- like, and you like, got to wear them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sweating like on the subway because it's only like 50 out. It's not that cold. But it's right, like, no, right. like she spent all this money. I haven't been able to wear this stuff in a year like I'm wearing it right out right. of your mind um, All right. tell everybody uh, kind of how it happened were you always a fan of comedy because you and i are about the same age and i everyone on this podcast who listens has heard my story tell their want to throw up but i know for me it was a very long game it was you know got into stand-up got out got in got out for you were you always a fan of comedy um because you grew up in the city correct
0: yeah i was oh yeah as a kid i was always a fan of stand-up i remember watching stand-up um first time like with my brother as a young kid and just watching like my brother and my sisters just laugh like i remember i think the first stand-up that i ever fully sat through and saw with my family was jamie fox i might need security okay um, and i just remember my brother just laughing so hard and i was just like that i was like man that that like, that feels, that's nice. Like, this dude just laughing so hard in his living room. And since then, like, I always had, like, a love for it. And I was just like, but I had a love for it. I never thought, like, oh, that's what I'm going to do to, like, probably, like, high school. That's when the first time, like, a lot of my friends started putting that into my ear. Like, oh, you should be, uh, you should be, a, st- uh, you should try stand-up. And a lot of times when you like, a class clown, when you're making jokes and stuff, people call you a comedian. Like, oh, he's yeah. a comedian. Because oh, yeah. you're making jokes or whatever. And that's the first time that I had, like, the chip, like, um
1: so is that a more common thing because i've talked to comics from all over the world literally australia uh, europe all sorts of places and and me being from florida i too was the class clown and everyone's like oh yeah like comedian they used to do that thing but i never in a million years thought to do stand-up because in florida it's not as readily available as it is in new york so living up here and growing up up here was that something when you were in high school where you're just like oh I, i mean i guess i could do this well, um, not really like in high
0: school. I kind of had it in my head. It was in the back of my head. It's like something that I would try. It wasn't really till college till I got a little older in college. And then I started to learn more about it. Like I didn't even know that New York was like the Mecca for stand up. really. Oh, like, really? I knew New York was the Mecca for everything. Like anything you want to do, you could pretty much do it in New York um, to, to a certain extent. Um, so I, like I knew that if I wanted to start, I knew there were clubs in the city that I could go. to. Yeah, there's a couple. I, I, Right. But I didn't know like, oh, there's the cellar and there's this and there's that. Like I had to learn that. And that was like right around the time that Louie was taking off the show yeah. on FX. And then I, from watching Louis, I was like, oh, there's this club, the comedy cellar that like all the comedians perform. And I learned more and more and more about it like that. So um, once I knew that New York, once I was like, oh, you could do this in New York. I was like, all right, I think I'm gonna try.
1: It. OK, so what you had mentioned when you were in college, what what where did you go to college?
0: I went hit right here in Long Island, SUNY, a state school, SUNY or Westbury.
1: OK, and then so obviously going to school, because I say this all the time to people is that I wouldn't have a lot of my material had I not gone to college and played football and done all that, because it's a lot of stories about those days. But at yeah. the same time, a big part of me wishes someone would have just came up to me in high school and been like, move to a bigger city, start doing stand up like that's 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 how it works. Like you, yeah. you do open mics, get into a scene. And that way I could have skipped you know, that seven years of like back and forth or maybe I want to do For this. Sure. So sure. when, when you were at SUNY, were you thinking like, what was your end goal? Were you thinking like, oh, I'm just going to go to college because that's what I'm supposed to do and I'm going to get like a job in finance? Or like, what were you thinking?
0: Nah, I was actually pre-law when I was in college. So I was like, <laughs> Me too. Go. yeah, I was like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to get this pre-law bachelors and I'm going to go to law school. And it was really like I actually saw a comedy competition in my school. Where some of my peers, it was junior year, some of my peers performed in it and they got laughs like they got real laughs from the thing and they weren't comedians. They were just friends who performed who was like, let me try this out. Yeah. And people laugh. And that's when I was like, really like, nah, i got like next year. I got to do this. I got to join this. Did you
1: watch it going like I would like these people are like they're getting laughs, but I I would be a lot better than them at this.
0: Um, at the, not nah, at the time, I didn't think I would be a lot better. I just thought like these people are good and I'll yeah. be good with, you know, I could be okay. good too. And, and then also like people put the battery in my back too. Like, yo, you got to do it. Like next year, you got to do it. Even that, excuse me, even that year, people's like, yo, why don't, why don't you do the competition? You got to do it.
1: Oh, cool. So then you did that. So then going ahead to your senior year, you do it.
0: So between junior and senior year, when I came back home to, to the city, I, uh, I, I I found out where you could do an open mic, um, and I found uh, Laughing Buddha. Okay. Laughing Buddha wasn't what Laughing, it's not what it was now, it was just like a small little thing, they used to run like one or two open mics a week um, with Jeff Lawrence, so I Googled it, and they had all this promotion on the internet, so I Googled it, and back then, I don't know if it's still around, back then it was a website called Badge Slava, I believe, where yeah. it, it showed all the open mics in still the city, around. So, Right. So or it I went, was
1: last year before because we were supposed to move, and someone told me about it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I I went. I looked it up. I think it was a Thursday. Yeah, it was a Thursday. Laughing Buddha used to have an open mic at Broadway Comedy Club, and I went. And the thing about Laughing Buddha is like the Laughing Buddha mics were ran they still to this day they're ran very efficiently. So it's like it's not a bad open mic like it's not one of those things where you show up and there's two jaded comics in the audience who hate the business and not going to laugh. Laughing yeah. Buddha wasn't set up like that. Like we Jeff talk Lawrence about was,
1: that on this show a
0: lot. <laughs> right, right. Jeff Lawrence though, like people complain about the 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 like him charging or whatever, but like he charges it's for a reason cuz the product yeah. that he's putting out there is you a You get what you product. pay for, it, yeah. Right, it's a better product than everywhere else. Like that open mic, I remember I went. It was like thirty people there, thirty Damn. comics. But but he but you can't be on your phones. And he makes the he doesn't make, but he suggests you stay till the end. He does a raffle at the end. Everybody stays to the end. So it was like a real, very supportive environment. So my first exposure to it, I was like, oh, is oh this ain't that bad. This is all right. Yeah. You know, it took me getting more into it to realize, oh, they not all like this, but. At, at that point, I was like, this is not that bad. And I went and I did a set and I did I did well for like my first time. I did really well. That's awesome. Um, And I was just like, oh, man, like this is something I could do. So over that summer between junior and senior year, I did it probably like 10 to 15 times more um, that summer. And then when the competition came around the next year, I did the competition.
1: So you were ready for the competition because you said your junior year when you were watching it, it was just kind of friends who were funny and they made people laugh, but they weren't like doing comedy, but you had had reps at that point like you had like whittled down a set and you were like kind of in it
0: yeah i did I, I i did that summer but the competition wasn't until next april so from this from the from august till april i didn't do any standards. oh okay like, okay coming back home and going on stage but i yeah. did feel like i was ready because i had those reps and i was i was running around new york city doing it for a summer yeah which none of those other guys were, were doing that
1: yeah. So did you did you destroy it? Did you crush the comp- the competition? Yeah. Thing? I
0: mean, I remember at the competition, I I they had me close and I
1: yeah, I did, did like Fuck I was yeah.
0: I remember after that, like on campus, I was like kind of like a celebrity, like on campus, like everybody was just like, yo, like forget all this. Like you're going to be a stand up comedian. That was hilarious thing. But I lost.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: As the great Terry King says, plot twist. Mm
0: hmm. I lost. Um, I'm not sure why. Like, I really.
1: Who did you lose? To? It's not. Is, is it just strictly a stand up like comedy competition or is it like a talent show?
0: It was it was just stand up. Um, Who did you it lose? To? By, it was judged by um, the judges of the Long Island some people that ran the Long Island Comedy Festival, which at the time I thought that was a thing. But now to find out, that's not even a real like that's not even a real festival. i never heard about the festival ever again. Like it's a real festival, but like it holds no weight in the industry. We have that in Jacksonville, I, I too. Like, we have
1: the Jacksonville Comedy Festival.
0: Right. I thought that was I thought these were like industry insiders that like <laughs> made
1: decisions, decision, but
0: never heard of them ever again. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I I didn't win. But I remember like even that like from that day on, like whenever somebody saw me on campus cuz it was like a full house cuz yeah. um the the competition it was like um the, the year before was the first time and it went so well that the next year like it got buzzed so people were like oh now we're coming and especially me like I was a senior at that point and I was fairly popular so people was like oh now we gotta go we gotta go see um Ian because people thought I was already funny so it was a full house and I remember like like it was to that point it was like one of the best sets I ever had like it was like leveling like boom 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 of course I was a new comic so it wasn't like good material or good stuff I was kind of just getting by on like kind of my, my personality and well a, and they're, they're your of,
1: friends mm-hmm. people like you they want you to succeed
0: right and I was also talking about the school so it yeah. was so relatable to them. It was I was making fun of like stuff from the school. Um so so they like they understood and they got it right away. So it was good. The first year um when when I went to the competition, Chris DeStefano actually closed the comp he Chaos? They had, yeah they had the they had the um the students compete and then they'll have like the headliner Chris came and he headlined and he like leveled the room, like leveled. And it was like a mostly black audience, too, because like um, at at that it wasn't a black school, but just that show was like just a lot of black. It was mostly black students that participated. So it was like a fully black audience. And Chris comes on like this white boy and just murders like he had he had people falling out of their chairs. And that's that's that was like what I wanted when I saw Chris do that. I was yeah. like, oh, I want that. I, I want what he just did. And, and it was like a kind of thing where he was like, they were, I guess, getting like the judges were like getting their tallies in order. So it was a kind of thing where he was just like murdering, murdering, murdering. And then he would just be like, am I done? Am I good? And they're wow. like, do more. And then he'll just be like, all right, boom, 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 boom. Whatever. Yeah, let's keep going. He's like, yeah. am I good? Do you want more? It's like a little more, boom, 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 murdering. Like it wasn't like a, he was just weaving in and out and just murdering. He was like, all right, I'll do one more. And then just leveling.
1: Dude, that's awesome. So when you were in school, what did you study? Because you said pre-law. I was uh, political science and American history. Those are my major and minor. I was political
0: science and economics.
1: Okay. What was your emphasis in political science? Did you have anything in particular? No,
0: because it was foreign affairs a a a double major because it was political science and economics you could we really couldn't focus they kind of just gave you an overview okay of, of both things because yeah. it was too much to, to focus and i honestly just got it because it looked good on paper I was it,
1: like, it sounds good. great when you say right. it out
0: loud right exactly i was i think i was originally a history um a history major and then like sophomore year i saw this major and i was like this sounds good on paper like i could probably even if I don't go to law school, I could probably work with this yeah. in, in many different fields. I didn't know where I was going with a history degree. So that's why I switched.
1: Yeah. Nowhere. That's where you, cause I have a, my minors in American history and it's, I'll tell yeah. people like, yeah, I majored in political too. science. And then they're like, Oh, what else? And I'm like American history. And they go, so you're going to go to law school. And it's like, no, nah, that ship is kind of sailed. They go, so you're going to teach. It's like, those yeah. are my only options. Cool. Right. All
0: right. Awesome. Same thing. So I was kind of hedging my bet on it. And I was like, the economics, economics is genius you can work because anywhere anywhere even though like it's economics the degree is such a. it means nothing. like i don't know anything I, I, like you don't <laughs> <laughs> it don't teach you nothing like it's like a such an over
1: macro like, versus micro right, i can tell micro, you about that like
0: whatever yeah whatever okay i'll go work in finance baby right. <laughs> i just was hedging my bets on all things
1: yeah so that's that that's the economics in you you're just like all right let right. me let me make sure so did you were you said you were pretty popular in college? Was did that stem from were you in a fraternity? Or did you just go to a lot of parties? Like what when you first got there, were you just like because you stayed close to home? Did you go with like a lot of friends? How did that how did you yeah. get gain on the because I was super unpopular in high school, got bullied a lot, even though I played football and everything. I like was an outcast. And then when I got to college, I was like, no more. I'm going to turn my whole life around. And I did that. Like I became real popular. I was playing on the football team and everything worked out real well. But I'm yeah. always interested because you had mentioned a lot of your friends in high school and then you go to college. Was it a weird transition for you? Because a lot of times you see that that swing where if you're real popular in high school, you get to college and it's kind of like, wait, what?
0: Um, it was a transition, definitely, because it went from like being a kid to being like a, an adult on yeah. your own. In quote unquote. School. Right. Um, so that that uh, was a, a transition. But I was pretty I was fairly popular in high school, too. And, um, when I went to college at first, I wasn't, at first, I wasn't, um, as probably as kind of to myself, I went with one of my best friends. He was my roommate. Okay. And, and we were kind of like, I remember like the first, probably for like the first semester, we were kind of to ourselves. Cause we was just like, you know, we, 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 just wasn't out there like that. But like when people started, when we started making friends and making acquaintances with people, um, like people realized like me and him, we were just two funny dudes. So when, when, you know, when you'd have when you're like when you have that when you're the class clown funny dude people just want to be around you like yeah at first it started with the girls like the girls not that they like want to like us or anything they just want to be around because they want to laugh
1: they want yeah if you can make them laugh you can make them breakfast
0: right it's going to be funny so it's not even like we was getting a ton of girls but they would just come hang out just because they would be like yo this these these guys are funny they're crazy so like once that started to, to, to spread that's how like we got more and more popular like okay. first first the girls started and then and then the guys started we would play basketball and stuff and we would be funny on the basketball court so like that's how like we came and and the school the the people that dormed it wasn't that huge anyway yeah. so it was like it was about 1200 people that dormed it was like 6000 the whole school but the 1200 dorm so um it, it wasn't that difficult to stand out
1: yeah see and that's something i find uh really interesting especially when it comes to that and then comedy like because your stage presence you're I had mentioned to a friend of mine uh, that you were coming on the show and she got so excited she's like oh I remember him from the show that we went to on Monday then we saw him again at a show on Tuesday and we were talking about it and it's interesting to me because you're a very you you're very charismatic obviously you have a lot of stage presence you're very likable so to say that that's not just you on that's not a character that you're playing on stage because you know there's some comics where they almost seem approachable on stage Then they get off and you go to talk to them and they can be assholes. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck you. And I've learned that just from doing this show. I've been in comedy since oh nine. And it's crazy because I'll reach out to comics that I'm like, oh, I, I think I really like their set. I really like their stuff. I think we have a lot in common listening to them on podcast. Let me reach out and they'll basically just tell me to fuck off. And I'm like, oh, so that's a character you're playing on stage. Yeah. But for you, that's, that's very like, weird. That's, that's very you. weird.
0: Me, cause it happens a lot. Like sometimes, like even when you hit me up, sometimes people hit me up, like asking to do their podcast, and they're like, "Hey, man, like I don't mean to like bother, but if, if it's okay, like if you have time," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do your podcast." <laughs> like, who do you think? That's exactly yeah. what happened
1: with this. You and I, I've seen you a million times at the stand, but we've never officially met because I just kind of hang out there In front of the show. And really funny comic Matt Fulshaw was like, "Yeah, man, do the open mics and stuff," but you've been doing comedy long enough you're probably better off just like hanging out at the clubs. And if they need someone to go up, you're there, you're available. He was like that. You're probably, you know, that's probably a good thing to do. So I'm at the stand and I work four blocks away. So I'm there all the time. So I've seen your set. I see you around, but we've never officially met. So I was like, we're on the show together. I thought it would be cool if we could promote the show, January 6th, citizens of Chelsea, West 25th street, 730. I thought that would be cool. And then I was like, ah, I was like, there's no way. Like, you know, this guy's got TV credits and he's got, you know, all these followers. There's no way because I've reached out to other people before and they just ghost me yeah. and tell me to fuck off. And then you were like, yeah, man, cool. And I was like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so weird to me. Yeah, that, that, that's that's so uh, that's weird to me that people behave that way. Um, especially sometimes I find out that like the people who behave that way are people who like are like less Along than me, like sometimes, like, like sometimes somebody will tell me a story, like oh, this person said, it. and I'm like, that person said that, like yeah, that person. I've been big was-
1: time by open micers, basically. Right, I'm
0: like that person is an open micer, like wh- yeah, wh- who's he big time and that's like crazy. I've been, I've been
1: at the stand and like I, I will be hanging out with a, like Dan Lamore because he's been friend yeah. of the show, been on the podcast, him and I did shows together in Florida. That's how I knew him, and then when I moved up here, he's been a great friend, and him and I will be hanging out, and then he'll introduce me to people sometimes. And I'll be like, oh, you should come on the podcast. And they're like, nah, you know, maybe. And then I'll like look them up, and I'm like, you big time me, you, you big time me. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I don't get it. I, I'm just, I'm not like, like, I'm not like that. Like, if I can't do it, I, I, I've, I've, ha- I've said no before because I've been, I've been busy or or something. To us, like, I, I can't do it right now. Um, I, I can't, you know, get a But If I have the time, like I had the time today, like, yeah,
1: I, yeah. I do your well, and especially like, with Zoom now, because. We both live in the city, but you're, you know, you're on the other side and right. it's Zoom makes it so much easier because it's like, I don't, I don't have a studio yet in New York just trying to figure it out. And so it's cool because it's like, okay, we it literally will take an hour. There's no travel time. I don't have to like clean the apartment. I don't have to worry about like, what am I going to do with my dog? Right. Like, right. it's just, yeah, we'll just hop on and do it. And right. so. I'm incredibly grateful that you came on, and it's it's cool. I'm grateful you
0: have me. I was like, yeah, I'll do the podcast. I took shit for a
1: little bit. (laughs) I thought it was super interesting because back to what we were talking about with the, the the stage persona versus the life persona, because there are times I'm a very intense person and I'm kind of aggressive, and I I portray that in my stand up. Like a lot of the stories I have are pretty intense and it can get kind of dark, but. It's interesting because I've worked with people before, like in I work in restaurants and I have worked with people for months and then I'll be like then someone else that we work with would be like, oh, are you going to Brennan's show? And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, he's a comic. And they're like, he he does comedy. Yeah, the, the, the psycho does comedy. And they're like, yeah, he's actually pretty good.
0: <laughs> so yeah. it's
1: just it's it's interesting because. My real life reflects my stage presence, and it's the same with you. And I find it fascinating when it's just not the case, because that's the one thing I love about up, is it's honesty. That's like Lenny Bruce is probably my all time hero when it comes to comedy. And it's like, you, you know, we're honesty, honestly pointing things out in a funny way. And yeah. so when people do the opposite of that, when they just basically flat out lie on stage, it's like, oh, you're a real piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I get it. I mean, to be if, if i'm being completely honest i'm obviously like stage i wouldn't say it's a persona but it's obviously an exaggerated yeah
1: ev- absolutely
0: who you are but i learned in the i learned in comedy it's very important to find like what it is that is you like Your i voice. see some of the comics like you see it so much in new york the, the 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 white neurotic nerdy comic that goes on stage and just murders the room because they're so in tune with being the nerd and the and the comic and what they do and it works for them and like that's their lane and they have to they have to stay in that lane because that's what works for them and um i enjoy that like i enjoy watching that and i'd be thinking it's like mad funny but i learned quickly that's not me like I, it's yeah. not believable as me like i i can't go up there pretending that i'm like this this nerdy uh like, <laughs> <neurotic> <laughs> dude. Um and it's mostly just because my it's not my aura like it's like well, That's what I'm saying someone like, with
1: your kind of like confidence and like swagger right. And you like then you're I'm, like I'm, uh hey guys they'd be like right, get the right. fuck and out of the here the way I'm
0: dressed is like this is not believable that you that you behave like this um and my thing off stage I try to just like be genuine with people and try to have like a like a an honest connection so that's like what I try to bring to the stage like it's just like a a, a sense of like genuine like like recent, like in the in in the last week, I've been doing shows where like I I always go first, like in the shows, like they always I always like usually open up shows, but um sometimes uh, they brought me on stage and the audience has been like a dead audience, like yeah. you know, like no energy. Yeah, I've at seen all. a few of those, and I just be opening like like come on, like what are we doing, guys? Like y'all y'all, y'all gonna do this? Like y'all came out is it? Like,
1: you paid money, COVID, you're um, out, yeah, you're drinking the COVID numbers now. are
0: crazy, y'all came out y'all here and now y'all gonna act like this like what's? Like I literally just been telling them that like what are we doing, like is this how y'all gonna be like we gonna we getting paid regardless this is yeah. on y'all like and literally like they've been like yeah you're right and, and like the energy has come up like I literally just opened with like what are you doing, like it, I'm, I'm not a joke, I'm just being genuine like we all came out, there's a variant going around the numbers are crazy and then y'all gonna act like like this like y'all don't wanna laugh this only works if you guys have energy and they'll be like, yeah, he's right. And then like the energy will come up and then I'll just do the, the, the the
1: set. That's a great approach because the one I'm very bad uh, with talking to the audience, because like I said, I'm a lot of my comedy is intense and a a lot of knock on wood. Most of the time I don't have to worry about like a a lot of people coming back at me because I'm a bigger dude and I'm very aggressive. Like when I get up, so people are like, all right, like we're just going to sit quietly and watch because, you know, I talk about like the scars on my body and getting in fights and getting arrested and like I got a scar on my forehead. That's like my big closing bit. But it's like, yeah, don't fuck with that guy. But at the same time, the disinterest is the thing I have the hardest time with because I'm not good at addressing the audience because it immediately seems like I'm like about to fight everybody, which is not my intention. But that's just how it comes. That's just how it comes. Like you said, that's genuinely how it comes off. And so I've gotten stuck in that situation where I've done like one or two bids and I'm like, this isn't like you paid money. Like what's happening? Like, why are we doing like, what is, and it's just, Gone off the rails and I'm like trying yeah. Everything to get him to laugh but I'm not Addressing the actual issue in the room Which is yeah. what, like what's going on Like why are we acting like this
0: yeah Well I guess it I guess it varies on who You are on stage because like you said since your are is so aggressive it was it would kind of be Like you got to break the for, the fourth Wall yeah. to address them because you have to go From like just come way down and be like hey Guys come be like, hey guys what's going on like What's going on I'm not I don't have that Like I my. my yeah you're very me Yeah is that is me being like, what, what are y'all doing? Like you're very chill. It's very yeah, much that's like... generally how the act is. And I don't usually, I mean, obviously, you know, when you do stand-up, if you do it enough, you're gonna run into everything. You're gonna oh, find yeah. my necklace. you're gonna run into everything. It's not it, there's no way around it. Um, but generally with me, like people usually don't mess with me because um I usually have the audience's trust. So mm-hmm. like people like they I feel like they feel like if they like when they mess with me, like the whole audience is going to turn on them. Because yeah, even if I'm not like killing or like the audience like me, they still be like, oh, this is a cool dude. Dope. He's a
1: nice guy. Yeah. He's, he's, we, right. we enjoy his company, even if it's not crushing. They're like, well, we still right. would rather have him on stage than somebody else. Like, this is fun. Right.
0: Right. I've had I've had sets where oh, I, I, I love
1: these stories. I love these stories.
0: Yeah, I've had sets where I go on stage. And because like, I, I generally, generally, I usually feel the love from the audience, like, immediately. Like, not it's not that like, again, it's not that I'm like killing or making them laugh. But like I feel the genuine like this kid seems cool. Let's see what he has to say. You know, like I I, I feel the benefit of the doubt. But there is times where I go on stage and I don't have that. And I just be like, what, what's wrong? Like, what did I what did I do? Like, what did I do? What like, did I do? <laughs> Well y'all don't like it. A lot of times a lot of times that'll happen if I if I get a little too um cocky with it. Like if if you if you if I have too many good sets in a yeah. row, yeah. and and I get a little too cocky like I'm like, "Oh, they're going to love me." I go up there and then they don't love me and I got to bring myself back down to earth.
1: It's very humbling because there are times where when I first got here, um I I was like, "I don't want to do open mics. I want to do book shows." But and I I joke about this all the time, but had I known I didn't need To like work as hard as I did. Like I worked my ass off when I got sober and got back into comedy to like get 30 to 45 minutes, like get a feature set together. I was like, I need to do all this before I move. Get the podcast going, you know, get some traction, get the website. I did all this thinking like then when I get to New York, I'll be established. Then I got here and everyone's like, we don't give a shit. And I was like, I should have moved. I shouldn't have wasted like, you know, all that time trying to get all that stuff set up. I should have just moved. But when I got here, I was that's exactly what happened. I was like I'm not doing open mics. Fuck that. I'm above that. And then I got humbled and I was like, well, I guess I have yeah. to do open mics. Yeah. I mean, and-
0: everybody everybody we all get humbled.
1: Yeah. That's the business. That's but the and- business.
0: I've seen I've seen the biggest stars get humbled.
1: Yeah. i seen it. I've well, seen I, yeah, stars. and I was I've I've been at the stand some nights when there's, you know, 14 people in the audience but they're not going to cancel the show and you see the lineup and you're like how is this possible like these are killers and then they go up there and it's like oh this is going to bring everybody back down there I don't care how many views you got online like this is the real world now playboy (laughs) right 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 but when I got up here I remember I went to do an open mic and I had that big head I was like I was crushing at all my going away shows in Florida I got up to New York and I was like fine I'll do an open mic but like Didn't do a set list, didn't think about anything, wasn't new. I was like, I'll just go up and do it. I've been doing so well lately. I'll just go up and do it and bombed so hard, so hard in front in my first set in New York in front of all these new comedians who don't know who I am. And I just ate a dick. And I was like, oh, this is not getting off on the right foot.
0: Right. It's a weird thing in the business where like whether you bomb or you do well, you have to just take the last set out of your mind. Yeah. You just have to like. Like it, you, it's like it's like sports.
1: Yeah, know, I was just about to say. Play.
0: Whatever happened the last play, that was cool, but that don't matter this play.
1: Yeah, now we, we got to move on to the next play.
0: Yeah, it, it don't matter. Like it's 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 not you're not gonna do it again the same way you just did it. It's not gonna work that way, you know. And 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 if you get cocky, the the other team is gonna fuck you up because you know. Yeah. The, it's, oh yeah. It's, that's the thing. Like the audience is not an opponent, but they'll fuck you up though. If Oh yeah. If if, if you if you don't give them what they basically paid for or, or deserved
1: well yeah it's one of those things where it's not like you versus them but at the same time it's almost like you're supposed to be leading them it's not like yeah. me against you right. but it's like you trust me to get us where right. we're going right. and if and i don't deliver when
0: you're not a good leader
1: yeah they exactly that on you. Yeah. yeah people it's it's weird because sometimes a lot of not a lot but every once in a while comics will blame the audience and that that has happened i've been in Really it, it well adjust- yeah. yeah. And I've been in really well adjusted rooms where I'm talking about yeah. suicide and everyone's just staring blankly. I mean, I go, OK, yeah. I, I misread this. But yeah. at the same time, it's like it is my responsibility to read the room better. Like I should have right. done a better job. So it's yeah. it kind of falls on everybody.
0: Yeah, um, it falls on everybody. Sometimes it's their fault.
1: Yeah. So no, it is. I've seen those sets, too, where I'm dying yeah. and I'm like, are you guys not paying yeah. attention to this right now? Because this is hilarious.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: I wanted to talk. You said you were in college with your best friend. Did you guys spend all four years together?
0: We did three years and then he left the fourth
1: year. Okay. did you guys get into any kind of trouble while like you said, you kind of got out of your shell sophomore year and kind of got to know. But did you get into any kind of like shenanigans or any kind of trouble while you were there? Because that's that's an interesting thing to go with your best friend, like ride or die, like here we go kind of thing away to college yeah
0: um we not i wouldn't say trouble trouble but we like i remember the college days like we were just we were kind of like too too cool for school kids like we were just like like i was kind of i was kind of book nerdyish. like i i, I used to yeah, like, economics
1: go to, i got it nerd
0: yeah i used to like go to class and get good grades and worry about um graduating and my <laughs> best friend was just like my best friend was just like, fuck it all. Like, we just here. just have a good time. Like, I remember one semester, he just lived on campus and did not go to class the entire <laughs> the entire semester. He just didn't go to class. He just lived on campus like it was an apartment. <laughs> didn't go to class. Didn't even bother to drop the class at the end. <laughs> like, so he wouldn't get the F because, you know, you dropped the class. Yeah, so, so you, you could do ad grade.
1: drop, bef- like, in the first week and you can get all your money back. And I used right. to do that. When I would get or the loans or yeah.
0: So you don't get the F well, so you don't fail. GPA. Yeah. Yeah. So he, didn't Florida- even do that. he couldn't <laughs> even go to the thing to drop the class to get a signature to drop the class.
1: <laughs> in Florida, you can do it three ways. You can drop in the first week. Then you get a full refund. You can drop before midterms and you get half your money back or you can drop before the final. You get no money back. But then you don't you don't take the L. You don't get the F. Right. Right. Yeah. But, so um, I remember
0: he, his, his GPA like was literally zero like semester, like, because he didn't drop any class, he just got four F's.
1: He just wasn't worried about it? Like...
0: I, I He had tried to, uh, like, I don't want to say his shit too much, but he got yeah, yeah. pledged, he had pledged that that semester, and then, like, something happened where his line had to get dropped, and when he came back to Civilization, he just wasn't there. Like, he was, just wasn't...
1: Like, okay. So... Lived in it like it was an apartment. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so... I'm actually I'm actually my goal for the new year is I actually want to start a podcast with him because, yeah. like I said, we were just I remember in school, we were just the kids that everybody wanted to hear talk. So I was like, why haven't we had a podcast? Would we just kind of that's
1: a great idea. Yeah, my um, I had the original because this whole idea for this podcast started like 10 years ago, 12, 12 years ago. Now, when I was in college with my best friend and I had him come on as a guest and we talked about those because that was the thing is when I got to college, like I was saying earlier, it's like I'm going to. Turned the whole thing around. I did a whole 180. Like I went from this nerdy kid that got bullied to now. I was like, I'm not going to take any shit. Like, fuck that. And I remember the like the second day I was there, I almost got into a fight with one of the star uh, one of the linebackers, like full scholarship linebacker in Florida. So this dude was a man amongst boys. But he like said some shit to me in an elevator when I was helping a friend move her stuff in. And I was like, you said you weren't going to take any shit. You're not going to take it. And I turned around and just like got in his face. And that was the end of it. And then I was just kind of like. OK, like, here we go. And that's yeah. how it all started. And then I became popular. And then that's why I had my good friend on from back then. And we talked about this whole idea of the Drinking Buddy podcast and stuff, because that's what it was, was we would just like hang out and get drunk at parties and just talk. And so I was like, oh, that's that's a pot. That is a podcast. That's what it is now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. would
1: be a great idea if you got your old roommate to come in. Did you guys do a lot of you lived on campus all four?
0: Yeah, I did. I lived on campus all four.
1: Did yeah. you uh, Did when did you start like going out to parties and stuff? When did that happen?
0: We was we was partying from freshman year. Like we were okay. partying from freshman year. junior year. We were the party guys.
1: Like, OK, tell us year, about like, that.
0: We moved to like a we moved to like a because uh, in my in my college, there was a, a new side where it was like the new dorm rooms. And then it was the old side, the new side. It was it was it was new dorm room so there was like a lot of cameras and a lot of like university police would monitor it a lot yeah. so like a lot of stuff would get shut down it was new buildings but the old buildings had none of that no cameras no nothing you were kind of on your own there
1: so when we moved
0: to there we got a Brooklyn before the there.
1: gentrification I got you
0: right right when we moved over there we got a suite and we became the party gods like thursday we would have a and then one of our friends was kind of like a DJ so okay yeah like he he really wasn't but one, like I remember one time he was just playing music and we was like, yo, like you, you good at, like you good at playing music. Like you, 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 you and now he's like a full DJ too, but it, it started there.
1: Damn. Um, that's where it all yeah, happened.
0: Well, we was like, yo, you good at playing music. So we started doing it where I remember um our, our school was Monday through Thursday. So Thursday okay. was the party night. Nobody really had classes Friday. um So we started. Throwing parties on Thursday, we would st- start throwing parties in the suite at like, the party would start late. It would start at like one or two. So Get like the fuck out of here. Right. So everybody would do what they do Thursday, party, whatever, and then they would come to us. And we used to have it crowded with a DJ. Look, It would used to be full-blown like parties for like every Thursday for like the whole year. So,
1: so it would go into like 8 guys. o'clock Friday morning? Huh? It would go to like eight o'clock Friday morning. Yeah.
0: Sometimes later, sometimes it will go. Cause the, I remember breakfast opened at like nine. Sometimes it will go till nine. We'll, we'll party till nine, go to breakfast and then go to sleep. Damn. Yeah. That was like, that's how, that's how we was doing it. And we became known as the guys. Um, we had a crew actually the name of the crew. What was it? Uh, uh, smack boys. That's that was the a, name of
1: the podcast.
0: That was the crew smack boys. Um, I never thought about that. Um, it, that was the crew where we used to, we, I never thought about that. Why well, should we should name it that? Hell yeah. We should name it that. Um, Yeah, that was the crew. Like everybody used to see us. It, like, yeah, that's the smack boys. Cause we used to just throw parties. There used to be like a lot of alcohol, a lot of like partying, a lot of alcohol and weed. That's what the, I, I, I didn't smoke weed, but they did. But that's what we did. We never messed with anything else, but alcohol and weed, that was it.
1: Damn. So when did you yeah. start? Did you, were you partying in high school and stuff? Were you drinking in high school too, or?
0: Not really. I ain't start drinking until I was 18
1: in college. Okay, yeah. I was in the same boat. The first
0: time I got drunk.
1: Yeah, first time I got drunk, well, I was uh 18 as like got drunk drunk, I was like 18. Um, <clears throat> which is always so weird because my uh, re- my siblings are like we're like the popular kids in high school, so they're getting hammered at like 14, 15. And I'm like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Did right. you did, so the smack boys tell me <laughs> <laughs> that's a great name, love it. When you uh, started doing that, you said that was your junior year after they built the new dorm. Did you ride that? Because it's it's interesting to me when you say I was a double major, I had a minor, I was getting good grades, I was always going to class. But then you tell me, but then you can't say that in the boy. same sentence as I'm, I'm also a smack boy. Like, what's up? I was
0: a founder of a smack boy.
1: <laughs> that should be on the Tinder, not the Delta thing. The founder of smack boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Not nah, we. I was just. I've always been. I've always been a dude that could com- compartmentalize stuff. So I've always okay. been a dude that could like, like I could. I could. I'd be like, all right. If we if we go into the party at one, let me just knock this out by. Let me knock out this report by ten thirty. So we out, and then we out to the party. Like
1: okay. And- That's just me.
0: Like, I've always been like that. I'm like that with comedy. I've always been like that. I know I could be like, all right, what do I need to do?
1: Just just laser focused. And then you get it done. And then you see, I was always the opposite. I'm very much a procrastinator. So I I, that's where I always struggled. That's why I actually did better in college than I did in high school, because high school, it's a lot of busy work. Like do these like bullshit assignments every single day, five days a week. But then when I got to college, it was like, no, you take two tests and one at, and one like written dissertation, and that's your grade. Yeah, and I, I crushed definitely that because I was like, oh, I, all I got to do is show up and take the test.
0: Yeah, that's the thing with college too. It's like you said, like it's not like most of the days, it's not you're not like there's nothing to do. Like you go to class. Um, I I, I was always like the kind of dude that like if I paid attention in class, yeah, I didn't really have to like.
1: We're the same like- person, man. I was the exact same yeah. way. As long as I paid attention, took a couple notes, I just yeah. retained it especially because right. you know this with political science and history it's storytelling that's all it is right
0: right so when you had a teacher that was a good storyteller oh. like, it was crazy. like i ran into that guy first time i ran into that guy was in high school my my u.s history teacher that he was a good storyteller that he could that he was painting it like he was telling you a story that was current that yeah. was when i was like this shit is mad interesting
1: yeah like, and that's the thing i tell when people are like oh, i don't really like history i'm like like despite all of America's fault, it's like the greatest underdog story of all time. Like if you go back, it's like England was like this huge power. And then, there's these little rebels and you're like, there's no way this is going to work. And then it worked. Right. I was like, how is that not interesting? Right. That's Star Wars. People that could
0: bring it to life though. Cause I've also had the boring teacher that is just like you reading from the textbook. Yeah. And that's for, but there's teachers that really could bring it to life and tell it like it's a story about like you and your boys and what yeah. you're going to do. That, the first time I ran into that, that's when I was like, Oh, history is mad. Interesting.
1: Yeah. That's, that's so cool that you were able to, not only be the founder of smack the smack boys, but you were also able to do everything with, with school. Did you ever. So I want to, this is something I I really want to talk about when you, um, so you, you do the competition, you're into comedy. What happens? You graduate. And then you're like, cause I really want to get into you getting, cause you've done Fallon, you've done comedy central and we're the same age. And obviously my road was much different with the arrests and the drugs and the rehabs and stuff. So I, I want to, I find this so fascinating when you decided like, all right, I'm done with school. Did you think like, I'm going comedy like this? Did you take the LSATs? Did you try to get to law school? Like what happened? Yeah.
0: When I graduated, when I finished school, I was like, you know what? I've been in school my whole life. I want to take a year off study for the LSATs and, and go to, um, law school the following year. So that year, as soon as I graduated, I graduated. I, I believe it's like May 17 something like that. Like the next week, I, I started going to the open mics. I was like, "Well, I'm going to when okay. I'm studying for LSAT I'm gonna just do open mics because what else I'm gonna do? I had a job during the day. I was working for Delta Airlines. um and <laughs> That's uh, where that comes from. That's kind of where the bit comes from. Yeah. I was working for Delta Airlines. And then at nighttime, I would just go and do open mics. And it started off slow. At first, it was like one mic a week for like a couple months. Then I was like, I got to move it up. Then it became two, three mics a week. I got to move it up. Five mics a week. Got to move it up. Ten mics a week as I went along. And I was studying for the LSATs. And I did take the LSATs. And I started applying for law schools. But it just so happened that when, as soon as I started like applying to law schools, like I kind of started getting some traction and stand up where okay. I didn't have any credit or anything like that, but I was getting on consistent shows like where I wasn't doing. I didn't have to necessarily do a bunch of open mics and I was actually doing shows. So, were you, so you were
1: like, passed hey, at certain places at this point or were you doing no, bar point, shows? I
0: wasn't passed. At that point, I wasn't passed. I got passed at the stand shortly after, like maybe like a year and a half later. I got passed at the stand, okay. but at that point, I was working for like Laughing Buddha used to run a lot of shows at that point. Yeah. Laughing Buddha was exploding, like so they wasn't just open mics now; they was running a lot of shows.
1: It's but like I- the hell yeah, boys! They're they're starting to run they started with just the open mic at Cellar 77 and then they started yeah. doing a show and now the show's growing. It went from Brooklyn to Manhattan and now they're starting to get yeah. traction with that. So it's, it's a very similar situation with them.
0: Right. And, 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 laughing Buddha, they, they was doing like five of them a week, like five shows Damn. a week. And, and Jeff saw how hungry I was and how about comedy I was that he like early on, he offered me he like, Hey, do you want to host? And I just became the host while I was hosting four or five shows a week and making nothing 25, $30 a week. But I was getting the stage time. it's the
1: stage time, I, yeah,
0: yeah, and I remember speaking I remember at one of the shows I, um there was this lawyer and this lawyer couple in the audience and I, sp- I was speaking to them after the show, and I was telling them, you know, like, yeah, I'm applying to law school's like kind of giving me advice and they were kind of just like, hey, man, like law is this was like two thousand twelve too we had just gone through the the recession, the great recession, yeah. and the economy wasn't doing today, the, and they was like, hey, man um if you want to be a comedian like we'll tell you like if you want to be a comedian if it's between comedian and a lawyer and you're picking lawyer because you think lawyer is more safe they were like it's not you might as well just go for the comedian that's what you really want because both of the fields are just as volatile lawyer is not a guaranteed thing a lot of people hate it a lot of people end up quitting so if you really want to do comedy and you're just afraid of the risk just take comedy because at least you're going to love what you do because the risk is going to be there with the lawyer too and i was like okay strangers i'll take life advice from you and well, it's it's mockery. interesting you
1: say that because uh, Jim Carrey, I don't know if you saw the man on the moon documentary, but he talked about his dad was an accountant and got fired, laid off at 52. Yeah, and he was like, so my dad played it and it led to a lot of volatility in their household and, stuff. and he goes, So yeah. my dad played it safe, did the right thing. And then at 52, everything was gone. So right. if I'm worried about playing it safe and I could still fail, why not just play it dangerous and do what I want to do? Right. Cause you're right. gonna, you could yeah. fail either way, so you might as well do what you want. Which exactly, is, It's awesome that the lawyer, lawyers, and Jim Carrey, man. What did, how well did you do well on your LSATs? If you don't mind my asking, I think, I think for, I think
0: if I remember correctly, I got like a one fifty three. Okay, one fifty three, which is decent. Yeah, no, that's like- that's good. That's the, it. Was decent. I think the highest you can get is like 173. It at is, the it's, yeah. but it's graded on a percentile, so it's not like it's not about what you get, it's about how higher you got than everyone else who took the test at that yeah. point. Carter. So I was like, I, I forgot what percentile I was in, but, but it sounds like you're
1: 97 95th percentiles, you gotta be somewhere up there.
0: I I, I forgot, I, I forgot, but it was decent. It was decent, where yeah. it was like you can, you can get into any mid tier uh law school,
1: yeah. Oh, that's awesome, yeah, because I am. Um, I took the LSATs and then I I'd applied, um, did the whole thing. And then I did the same exact thing. That's weird. We're like the same person. I was like, yeah. I'm going to, I mean, I took the LSATs right out of school, but then I was like, I'm going to take a semester off. Like yeah, I, my, I lost football a few years prior cause of injuries, my life was yeah. starting to fall apart. Like I had just barely graduated. I had a really high core GPA cause I loved political science and history. So I liked yeah. going to those classes, but I had a garbage overall GPA. Cause, the class, the prerequisites and stuff they make you take, I was like, "Fuck those classes!" And right, right, Twitter. right, right. I was, I was like, you and your roommate at the same time. Right, <laughs> right. And so I remember I was like, "Oh, I'll take a semester off," and then I started doing comedy, and then that turned into a year, turned into I'm not going. There's no way I'm going to law school. Right. When right. did you um? So you said you started gaining traction, started hosting for the Funky Buddha, and then um, laughing Buddha, laughing Buddha, laughing Buddha. I'm sorry, Funky yeah. Buddha is a spot in uh, Jacksonville. That's why. Yeah. And then uh. You started hosting and then you started gaining traction. When did when did the the Fallon thing and the Comedy Central, when did all that happen? Was that years, years later? Because I know that was just a few years ago when you did those.
0: Yeah, the Comedy Central thing, that was 2018. That was I was six years in at that point. And I had showcase for Comedy Central. How um, does that whole
1: thing work? Because you got to remember, I'm from Florida where you just do open mics and we all run yeah. our own shows. So that's just kind of how comedy works down there in New York, because it is so industry based. There's so much industry everywhere. Like you are you go from open mics to hosting the show, you know, a few nights, five nights a week to all of a sudden you're showcasing for Comedy Central. Like, how does that yeah. how does that even happen?
0: Yeah. That's the thing about this business. Like I remember when I was young and and new in it, like you kind of want somebody to give you like the exact blueprint, like tell me what I need to do and yeah. I'll just do that. And it's but that's not I've how grown, that works. I've grown it's really really simple. Like it's it's really simple. We kind of over over um um complicated. Like if you're performing on if you're in New York City and you're performing on shows and you're doing well on a consistent basis, people will find out about you. And they will put you in positions to succeed. Like, that's just how it works. Because if you're good, you can make
1: them money. And then that's all it's not.
0: It's not doing good for one show, two shows. For me, I think it works like in two year intervals. Like the girl, like you have to, you have to do well for two years before you'll get the next opportunity. Like when you're coming up, like, yeah, but but in New York, like there's so many people that have leverage that. You consistently do well, like, cause nobody's gonna see you do well once and be like, "Yeah, let's do it." You gotta consistently do well, and also you gotta like be brought up when you're not around, and the yeah. consensus has to be, "Yeah, this this kid." That person's funny, before, yeah. Before anybody's willing to to like take that leap for you. For me, the first person was Adrian Appalucci who took me. Okay. She saw me, and it was again, I was new. It was one of the things where I was like three, maybe three and a half years in. But, you know, I was grinding. I was doing open mics. Everybody knew me at the open mics because o- I-, I always was, like, working at the open mics. And uh, people asked me to host their shows. And this one dude, um, Simon Ratchford, he asked me to host his show. I remember it was at Stand Up New York. And Adrian was the first one that I had to bring up. And she was, like, an established comic already. Like, she was already doing things past at every club. Had done Comedy Central, Letterman, and everything. And I just went up and I was hosting. And I was having, like, a good set. And then I brought Adrian up and she was just like oh you know she was like oh good set whatever and i and brought her up she did a thing thought nothing of it and then like a couple of weeks later um i got hit up by chris italia who was running cringe management okay. um, the owners of the stand and he was like hey man uh Adrian like forwarded me your stuff. Like she said, you were like a really funny comic and we were interested in working with you if you'd be interested in um, on Facebook. He hit me up like that. I remember I was driving home and he hit me up on Facebook. And I was like, was yeah, that, and Did that blow your it.
1: mind. Were you just like, all right, here we go. Like, this is why we play the game. Or were you just kind of like, all right, cool.
0: Um, It didn't blow my mind. I was excited about it. It didn't blow my mind because for me, like I always was able to get like a, a a new notch on my belt. Every time I got a notch on my belt, like I felt like I, it was long overdue.
1: Okay, got so it. I yeah. didn't have
0: that excitement where I felt like, it it was you were more like about time damn yeah not not about time but i was just (laughs) like i was just like yeah like i was like yeah you should you you know you still want to work i was very excited for it but i didn't have that thing where like when you get it really early and you're just like oh my god i can't believe this i didn't even have that for the tonight show where i was like oh my god i can't believe this i was really excited and it was an honor to do it but when i did it i felt like i'm ready to do this
1: Okay. So you were comfortable. You weren't worried about it as far as, I mean, obviously there's nerves because it's national television and stuff, but you weren't.
0: And I was anxious, all of that, but I wasn't like, I don't deserve to be here.
1: Exactly. You knew you deserved to be there. Yeah. Right. It's all the work you put in.
0: It's happened like that in everything I've done. Like when I did JFL, the same thing, when I got in at the cellar, same thing. Well, I'm like, no, I like, I deserve to stage.
1: Okay. That's awesome too, because you, you mentioned earlier two year intervals and that's, it's interesting you mentioned that because that seems to be the general consensus. A lot of people I have on the show or a lot of people I talk to or, you know, look to for advice or anything like that, because it can be frustrating when because like I've been doing comedy for a very long time and yeah. it can be frustrating to get to a new city, the mecca of comedy and be like, all right, I'm ready. And then everyone else is kind of like, nah, we don't know you like go sit over there. And so yeah. I've reached out to people before and been like, I don't know like, what to do. And they all say the same thing. You got to give it two years like before you can even think about right before you can even think about maybe I'm not good enough at this. You have to grind really hard and hustle for at least two years or you're never going to look
0: at it. You can't look at it like Mm. you can't look at it like the two like the two year clock. You can't look at it like the time is counting up to two years like, oh, in two years, I'll be ready. You have to do it like the clock is counting down.
1: Okay. You, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Like you have to work like the clock is counting down. You have like to get it. Counting. I see
1: what you're saying. You got to put in right. as much work as possible before right, time runs right. out. You can't, yeah, just yeah.
0: Sit, you can't just sit there like and the be like,
1: okay, two years, here it comes.
0: Right, right. No, no, you got to do it like the clock is running out.
1: <clears throat> Wait, that's actually that's really good advice. If we weren't gonna name this the founders of the smack boys, we would we would definitely <laughs> right,
0: right, right.
1: what um I wanna get you had given me a couple stories, and I know we kind of got off on a tangent about comedy. I just love hearing about that kind of thing because i'm i've said it a million times but like comedy genuinely saved my life and it's so interesting to me how people get to where they're at so you said this happened in minnesota is that correct one of these stories that you told me about yeah how did so are you touring is that how that happened or yeah this was early i was gonna say how does a dude from queens end up in minnesota
0: yeah, I was touring early on. This was early, early on. This is probably like I I was probably like six years in at that So point. had you like, had your
1: friends. credits and everything at this point?
0: I had just com comedies. No, I had nothing at that time. Okay. I had nothing at that time. I was just I was just touring off off like word of mouth.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's how we do it a lot in the south. <laughs> people, recommended like, hey, to, people
0: recommended me to people recommended me touring agents and I would send them a tape and they would get me out there.
1: Okay. So yeah. uh, to take us through this. What happens? You're in Minnesota. Is it the winter time? Oh, is it the summer I remember, time? Yeah,
0: I remember, yeah, I remember it was Minnesota and I got that day as a fill because at that, like, it was like a big cold snap in Minnesota where it was like <laughs> negative. I remember when I landed, this is not an exaggeration. When I landed, it was <laughs> negative
1: 52 degrees. It was negative what? 52 degrees.
0: Fuck you. It was like the polar vortex. You remember that word? Yeah, I
1: I do remember that. Oh, man, I do.
0: It was that time. So the comedian who was doing it, they canceled. They were like, I'm not going to this. It was like a a national headline.
1: It's just, it's so funny to me because... Uh, what I do know about your upbringing and stuff obviously is from on stage, but you always talk about being Dominican, being from Queen, yeah. you know, like this Latino family and stuff. And yeah. just to see you in Minnesota, the whitest place in the country, and negative oh, 52 oh, degree I, weather, I, I've been
0: everywhere. Minnesota, not even to be honest, Minnesota, not even that white. I've been, I've been, I've been Iowa, Nebraska, North really, Dakota, South Dakota, yeah, like those the are the Dakotas. Yeah. I've been to both the Dakotas many times, not, not just once, many times. Uh, Minnesota's like a happening city. That's not, it's not even like that white, um, especially like the, the Minnesota St. Paul area. Um, I uh, I remember. So, I, so I, I take this date. I fill in for the date. I'm there. Negative you're like 52. Freezing. You're there. Yeah. The club is in the Mall of America, so you don't got to go outside. Yeah, um, I, I heard I forced I've, myself to go outside just so I could feel it. Cause I know people are going to ask what does 52 degrees feel like. So I I forced myself to go outside just to feel what that type of. What's it feel like? It's honestly not, it it feels no, it doesn't feel um, that different than like zero degrees. It's just, you get to frostbite quicker. Like that's what it is. Okay, That's the difference. Like in, in zero degrees, like frostbite would take, let's say 15 minutes in negative 52 in two minutes, you can be at frostbite. So you'll just get freezing quicker, but it's still cold cold but freezing is,
1: cold. is freezing is free like yeah. it's, it right. feels the same yeah
0: right it's the time it takes that, that okay that cold. so anyways the shows are light it's, fr- it's freezing it's yeah
1: freezing. Every, it's the it's shows are light.
0: Th- thursday friday shows are light. saturday comes there's a heat wave it's negative <laughs> 20 the the you know people are tanning everybody's out <laughs> Sold out shows on negative twenty. Everybody's like, we had to get out the house. We had cabin fever. Sold out shows. So I do the shows, whatever. Shows go fine, and I meet this uh girl, this 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 uh girl. She's a she's a nurse or whatever. She's like, hey, what are you doing after the thing? And I'm like, oh, nothing much. My hotel's like right in. I just walked to my hotel. She's like, oh, we're going to this bar right next to the club. Again, in the Mall of America, if you want
1: to come. So it's all in the mall. It's still it's, it's all, all in the mall. You don't
0: gotta you don't gotta go outside. So we go to the bar. Um, drink, 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 drink. We having a good time. Again, this is not like my norm. Like I don't usually like meet people on the road or like hang out with people like that on the road. But this was all so convenient. So I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it right there. It I mean, you're also- already in
1: the mall. You might as well, right? Like-
0: and it was right next door. And I don't. And I just walked to my hotel room. So I was like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do the thing. I'll party, whatever.
1: So we're drinking. We're drinking. You know,
0: getting drunk, taking shots. They're like partying. Like Minnesota, Minnesota white girl. They party. You know, they like they could throw it back. Like like no. Dig.
1: So you're and doing I, you're doing then, liquor because I know you're you've been on a tequila. red wine stint, but you're doing liquor. Yeah, yeah,
0: one. yeah. I'm doing tequila. Yeah, so we're doing shots at the Mexican place, and it's like a, also like a like this is like it's in the Mall of America, but this Mexican it, we might as well have been in Tijuana <laughs> it was like it was like Mexican Mexicans in there. Like I I haven't seen like this this you don't see stuff like this. <laughs> it was like Mexicans that look like they just got here, and then us <laughs> a a black kid. How and, did you get and, to and Minnesota? And two white girls, yeah. Long story short, we end up getting drunk, and she asks to go back to my uh, hotel room. So I'm like, I'm drunk, I'm you know, I'm like yeah, let's go back. So we co- she comes back to my hotel room. We end up we start like hooking up, like things start getting or whatever, start hooking up. Yeah. All I remember is she's like on top of me, making out with me, and she takes her two thumbs and rams them into my eyes like eye gouging me like pushing in like it's a, like elevator button like you know when you want the elevator Yo, door yeah to but
1: like just out of nowhere
0: out of nowhere like it's just in the hookup like she just think and i remember my eyes are like hurt like i'm like what the fuck but i'm drunk so in my head i'm like is this like a thing that i'm forgetting because i'm yeah. drunk like like it's just like a new thing that's out that i'm forgetting because i'm not all there so i don't i don't say nothing so we continue whatever did she stop she up- like
1: was it like a sh- quick thing and then she stopped
0: I don't remember. She ends up leaving anyway. She ends up, she's like, all right, whatever. I'm going. She ends up leaving. The next day, I, I don't think nothing of it. I go to sleep. Like my eyes feel weird, but I'm like, I'm drunk or whatever. She's depressed The next day I wake up with the biggest eye infection in the oh world. Oh my God. My eyes are bloodshot red. I can't even open one of them. I, I remember a couple weeks prior, I had just got LASIK surgery. Oh shit. I had just got LASIK surgery. So my eyes like, I, I start calling all my friends, my boys from, from, from the city, I'm like, yo, have you ever heard of this? Like before, I, before I go crazy, like is this a thing that girls are doing that I that I don't know of? Like I'm asking all of my boys that are like fuck boys. I'm like, is this a thing? All of my boys are like, yo, I've never heard of that. I, I've I've hooked up with girls. I've never heard of that. This is not a thing. This is a code red. Damn, this is crazy. <laughs> Long story short, I had to find a LASIK doctor in the mall, like because the mall has everything. Yeah. I find a LASIK doctor in the mall. I go to the doctor. My glasses on. She she has to prescribe steroids for my eyes. And she was like the most embarrassing. So she's like, hey, listen, man, you can't be letting these girls just eye gouged you. She's like some weirdo. That's into like the freakiest um, thing. I have to be on steroids for the next three weeks to get my eyes back to normal. But I go back to my hotel room. I did the shows that night. And, I was going uh, to say, did you have shows? The- yeah. Never brought it up to the girl again.
1: God, that's insane. Do you still do you, Did you get that girl's no. information? Like, you still talk to her at all? I have a number.
0: I have number. We never spoke. She hit me up later that day, saying, "Hey, how are you doing?" I never brought it up.
1: God,
0: I was too insecure.
1: <laughs> Damn, man. Oh fuck. Well, I want to. Let's just. I want to get to this um, other story. That sucks, though. You just got LASIK. What if she fucked your shit up?
0: That was a risk I was willing to take for white girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got <guess>. Minnesota. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love i wanted to bring this up you said it was interesting how it was sold out shows because everyone's like oh cabin fever we've been stuck inside for two days i'm um, yeah. that, like that's so laughable now after the pandemic it's like we yeah. get cabin fever after like six months now it's like two right, days right. inside that's right. nothing
0: right well it changed yeah it changed everything
1: yeah i was gonna say what two time d- is
0: it by the way i can't see the time 106 oh okay i have to go soon i'm sorry okay
1: all right, let's just do this. Pass out in the tub, and then we're out of here. Okay. What's that? The story you wanted to oh, tell oh, about? Oh, I
0: thought that was a, I thought that was a segment in your show. No. <laughs> I thought that was a drinking segment. No. So, yeah, no. This
1: this, story, <laughs> this is your um, set. You you told me. It.
0: Right, right. I forgot about this story. Yeah, this story was okay. This was between this is between junior and senior year of college. I remember that's the summer I started doing stand-up. So that's everything. I was man. working. I was working during the day during the summer and then trying to do stand up and stuff at night. So I was very busy that summer. Like I was very like on like I wasn't out as much. And I remember a friend of mine, he has a barbecue every year. And he was like, yo, I'm having a barbecue this year, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going for sure. I'm taking off. I'm going and I'm going to get drunk at your barbecue because I haven't been drinking. Like back then, that's what we used to do. Like with our boys, we would be like, yo, like I'm getting fucked up tonight. So don't like don't think that I can't hold my liquor. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you now.
1: The, right, it, things are gonna get weird.
0: Right, it's not a thing about I can't control my liquor. It's just what it's gonna be. Like I'm, go, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. So you, I used to, t- you, we used Dude, to I love them. that.
1: That's that's a fantastic way to approach it.
0: Right. So we used to give a heads up, so you can't be like, yo, you can't hold your liquor. Like what? I told you. No, because
1: then you your it. boys are turning to everybody else. Like, relax. He's cool. He like we knew he was gonna do this.
0: Right. is this the plan. <laughs> this yeah. The plan. This
1: this was all a part of the plan.
0: Right. So I told them I was like, yo, I'm wilding tonight. Like I'm wilding out. I'm drinking tonight. So we get there and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm staying true to my word. Like, as soon as we get there, like the sun is, it's like 4 PM. I'm like, I'm like drinking. They made like a punch.
1: <laughs> punch never punch, baby. Punch.
0: Never drink the punch. You don't Yeah, that's the worst. Like, I've been,
1: I've gotten fucked up on some punches at some barbecues.
0: You don't know what's in it. You don't know what's in it. And if everyone claims that they use top shelf, but they don't. No,
1: Nobody they don't. Does.
0: It's devil Springs and Sid Becca. You know how it is. <laughs> That's what they are using that shit. Sky vodka, it's never anything good. Um, but I'm drinking. I'm drinking and I'm, I'm in my zone. Like I'm drinking. I'm having a good time. Like it honestly like blindsided me. Like I'm having a good time or, or drinking. Well, like I don't ever remember really being drunk. Like I don't remember, you know, drunk is step by step. Oh yeah. You like feel nice. Now you feel really I've nice. got a whole
1: like, bit about it. Yeah. You go in now, levels. Like, I think
0: I'm getting fucked up now. Yeah. I don't remember that. Like I remember being sober and then, vomiting on my friend's <laughs> couch, Like, that's what I remember. Like, I literally was, we were all sitting in the living room. Barbecue was going on outside. It was like party. It was like small fractions of the party everywhere. So we was in the living room. It was like me, a couple of my boys, a couple of our homegirls from high school. Because that's what it was, like a reunion barbecue. That's what we did. And I just remember sitting on my friend's couch and just, blah, I just vomiting In the in living room. room? In the living room in front of everybody. That's the last thing I remember. I come to at like five in the morning sitting in the, in the bathtub with water running on me. Like, I'm just laying in the bathtub, water running on me. I look like I, I open the curtain. There's a girl peeing like in the bathtub. And I'm like, what the like what happened? Because I'm like, so wait, now. there's
1: a girl. peeing. You said peeing in the bathtub. You meant peeing in no, the peeing bathroom, in the, in the
0: toilet, in the toilet. OK. The toilet.
1: And you're in the bathtub.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm like, what happened? Because like now I'm kind of like sober, like I have yeah. like a little headache, but like I'm not hungover like I thought, like I should be or whatever.
1: <laughs> From sober to blackout to sober. <laughs>
0: I'm also wearing my boys clothes who my boys, like You. he played football. He's a lot bigger than me. So I'm wearing like these oversized shorts (laughs) that I I feel like a girl who slept over (laughs) the, the guys. I'm wearing like these oversized shorts that don't fit me and a long shirt. And I'm just like, yo, what happened? And my boys is telling me the story. He's like, yo, bro, like you passed out on your friend's on my friend's couch. You threw up all over his um. You threw up all over his couch. You then threw up all over the bat. We took you to the bathroom. You threw up all over the bathroom. We put you in the bathtub. You threw up all over the bathtub. And then one of our one of our homegirls, she was just she was like a new mom, so she had like that motherly thing. Oh that, yeah. So like. I was like so what happened and it was like she took care of you like she was like on her mom shit like she just took care of you she cleaned you up like it didn't think so I I, I I saw no semblance of it like she just took care of of me Damn. and got it together long story short I go home they take me home I sleep the next day we go back to my friend's house to help him like clean up after the barbecue so it's like a couple of us there and a couple of random girls that was at the barbecue so we sitting on the on the couch like talking about the party I don't remember none of it cuz I wasn't there for the party everybody <laughs> And one of the girls is like this pretty girl. She's like so pretty. She was like, "Do you remember like there was some fucking loser laying in the bathtub?" Oh no! And all of my boys was like, "Yeah, hey, he's right here." And I was like, "Yeah, that was me. I was the fucking loser."
1: That was goddamn. That's a, oh man. That's that was a great story. I've ever been. You've got to do you talk about that on stage? The whole like telling your friends you're gonna get fucked up like it's a plan. It's a planned out thing.
0: I don't. I don't. Maybe that I seems
1: should. that's so funny, but it seems like it's so relatable. Like normal, I feel like a lot of because I'm an alcoholic, so I, I like every night is I'm getting fucked up. But I feel like a lot of people do that in their friend group. They're like, "Hey, don't bother me. Like I'm getting fucked up."
0: Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe I should do that.
1: Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, man. To plug everything one more time, and then we'll get you out of here.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I'm at Ian Lara Live on Instagram, IanLaraLive.com. You can search my name on YouTube. I have a Comedy Central half hour special that's going to be out on YouTube at the beginning of the year. I think it's coming yeah. out. I'm out. They told me the date, but it's not confirmed, so I can't say it. But let's just say the beginning of February, it'll be out on YouTube. And I want people to watch it and share it and make it go viral.
1: Yeah, everybody check that out. And then we, you and I are going to be on a show, uh, Citizens of yep. Chelsea, January 6th, Thursday at 730. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, remember, yeah, Brennan, T- out, yeah. wear your
0: outfits. You never know. Yeah, you never of- know.
1: <laughs> you never know. Brennan tcomedy.com, Brennan T comedy on all social media. Subscribe to the Patreon. And we'll talk to y'all next week.